Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Dane, I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, the biggest snub is Joe Ranieri. I mean, his baseball career has to get him a first ballot slot in the Hall of Fame. Dude, I've got a plaque here that says MVP um, <laughs> with a giant middle finger up. So it's 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 a fantastic <laughs> plaque. It really is. Oh, I love it. I that. also have an MVP plaque, but it was from like an AAU summer all-star team when I was like. <laughs> I, was say, I, I think it's still in my mother's uh, attic yeah. there. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think she's got every one. I'm sure your mother's got every one of them as well stored somewhere. Absolutely. These are yeah, the biggest snubs, guys. Come on. They need to put the Make It Rain guys on the ballot. I mean, this is ridiculous. Come on. Right in. Right in. Yes. <laughs> we'll, get more, we'll get more than some of these guys. Some of the guys on the ballot are hysterical. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So we might have a shot. Maybe we could keep our name on the ballot for next year. I think that's like 5% threshold. Yeah, there you go. At least get on the ballot. At least deserve a spot there. I mean, you may not get a vote. It's on the ballot, people. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on. Such a crock. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, hey, you know what? You guys got my vote if I was able to vote. So I'm putting you guys in oh, the in, in Cooperstown. So congratulations. <laughs> not sure how yep. far that goes. But, but some bonds and Clemens are getting in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You guys will get in when Pete Rose gets in. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about the association <laughs> and some NBA scores. Wild night last night. We'll start with the Trailblazers taking down the Warriors 129 to 124. Damian Lillard, 61 points, a new franchise record for Portland, paired with a double-double, 10 rebounds. Hassan Whiteside, I mean, Dame was the star, but Hassan Whiteside had 21 rebounds to go with 17 assists for the Warriors. I mean, uh, Alec Burks is kind of their highlight, 33 points in this game. And Damian Lillard, guys, is the first player in NBA history with 60-plus points and 10 or more three-pointers. I think he had 11 in this game. Unbelievable performance for Dame. And the Blazers snap a two-game skid. So much-needed win here against a dismantled Warriors team. And it's the second time he scored 60. But yes. this time he won because he dropped 60 on the on the Brooklyn Nets in November and lost. <laughs> How bad does Tough that loss. say? Dude Tough scores loss. 60 points twice and can only walk away with one win and barely beats the uh, the Golden State Warriors exactly. in overtime. <laughs> Holy crap, something. Portland. Saying something. And he was the one who set the franchise record with that 60 points, and he just broke his own record with yep. 61 points. Ironic how, uh, how it all works out. But Damian Lillard is that team, guys. Uh, speaking of teams that are sole people, the Lakers fell to the Celtics, 139 to 107. And also, guys, it has finally happened. After years of hard work, after years of clawing your way up, Kemba Walker has finally beat LeBron James. <laughs> he is 1-28 and 28 against LeBron, but hey, wow. he finally did it. Uh, he got yeah. 20 points and 7 assists in this win. Huge win for the Celtics. Jason Tatum, 27 points, 5 rebounds. Guys, this is the Lakers' worst loss of the season so far. And LeBron James only had a double-double, but it was 15 points and 13 assists. But mm -hmm. I think uh, the Lakers will put this one behind them as they face Yeah, they still got a four-game lead on anybody in the way. They West. also take on the Knicks on Wednesday. So, hey, uh, right, game. Yeah, that should be it. Yeah. <laughs> and Brooklyn and then Philadelphia. Exactly. So they're, they're in the Northeast for the next yep. week here. So you guys will have all LeBron out up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Northeast mm -hmm. will have to take, uh, take LeBron on head-on. So we will yep. see the Lakers probably bounce back from this one. But but we'll see what happens. Hey, crazier things have happened. Uh, speaking of crazy, the 76ers taking down the Nets 117 to 111. Ben Simmons, crazy performance. He was chosen for the Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week. 
Finally got started off on a good note again. 34 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. A nice triple-double for him. That's tying a career high, by the way. 34 points for Simmons. Al Horford added 19 points. Spencer Dinwiddie for the Nets only had 22 points. Philadelphia heads to Toronto to take on the Raptors on Wednesday. I'm sure Gabe Morenci's a little nervous about that one with a surging 76ers team. While the Brooklyn Nets host, you guys said it, the Lakers, they're on their Northeast mm. tour. That will be Thursday after they play the Knicks. Let's talk about the NFL, guys. You mentioned it before uh, the break. 49ers running back Tevin Coleman, a dislocated right shoulder. Although the injury left him um, in a ton of pain, it doesn't look like it'll hinder his performance. At, well, it'll probably hinder it, but he will likely play in the Super Bowl. Head coach Kyle Shanahan expects him to. Uh, but like you said, Dane, your boy Raheem Mostert with 220 yeah, yards, four touchdowns. I don't know how much they're going to need Coleman. I'm sure he's a huge asset. But I think Moster can carry the load uh, while he's on the sidelines for most of that game. But I'm sure he'll want to play uh, in the Super Bowl. The Browns, once again in the news, planning to hire Bill Callahan as their offensive lines coach. Callahan was recently the interim head coach for the Washington football team. Uh, he was also the franchise's offensive line coach since 2015. So new head coach Kevin Stefanski will task Callahan with improving an offensive line that uh, allowed 40 sacks to Baker Mayfield last year. Uh, they did They did have the league's second-leading rusher in Nick Chubb, though, so there's a little uh, give and take with this offensive line. Callahan I don't was hate also, that hire at all. Uh, I don't, he, yeah, he made, he made nothing. He made something out of nothing in Washington. Exactly. Good for him. Yep. So I guess that's saying something. But he was also the mm-hmm. head coach of the Raiders for a little bit and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He was with the Jets. And he was with the Jets as well. That's right. So, hey, who knows? Callahan could help the Browns in this season. But we'll see what happens. All right. Going to send back to the crew on Nick Green, helping you win some cash this Tuesday morning. The Sports Grid Network. Let it ride. You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, guys, here we go. Hour number two on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Neri. He is Dane Martinez here as we look to uh, make it rain uh, on this uh, Tuesday now. It is January the 21st. One game in the association tonight, and it's actually uh, a really good game. It'll be a game that uh, I'll be interested to see because it it has two of the West's very best here in the Dallas Mavericks uh, taking on the uh, the Clippers here. And it's the return of Porzingis finally after a 10-game absence where it just, you kind of feel like it's like, can we rely on this guy to remain healthy uh, for a season? But to Luka Doncic's credit, they went 6-4 and four without him in those 10 games. But I definitely think they're 27-15 and 15 on the year. And really, Luka Doncic has carried this team. If they could keep Porzingis healthy a little bit, I'm going to be real interested to see now a fully functional Dallas, healthy Dallas team. Let's see what they got up again. And and more importantly, I'm more interested to see from the Clippers' point of view tonight, Dane. Like, Paul George is not going. So let's see what you got without, uh, you know, a full, healthy Dallas team versus... You know, Kawhi and the other guys. Let's see. Let's see. Mono we mono. What happens here tonight? Yeah. And also, Joe, when you get measuring stick games like this only weeks before the trading deadline, it's also important for a team like Dallas, because guess what? Mark Cuban ain't going to be afraid to pull the trigger. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, And they wouldn't be afraid to acquire what they need. Showcase some other players. Right. So a game like this also helps you figure out what your needs are in the marketplace for the next month. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing good old uh, Porzingis uh, finally back on. But can this dude stay healthy? That's going to be uh, because let's face it, he's he's averaging 17 this year, I believe, 17 and uh, and nine boards a game. He's shooting 34 percent from three. Uh, that whole pick and pop with Luka Doncic, man, yep. is deadly, deadly. If you can keep him on the damn courts, yep. it's going to be absolutely him alone for the 21st century. It really is, dude. Only like nine footers doing it. It's crazy. Yeah, it exactly. really is, man. Yeah. Don't sleep on Dallas. I, I like Dallas to cause people some discomfort. I mean, they got the MVP. They got yeah. the MVP on the roster. Yeah, great, they do. And they got a chance to them as well. Yeah, big game tonight. Plenty of uh, college hoops, too. We'll talk about them coming up here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. So we uh, we heard that. And again, it still seems to be a great mystery here. But uh, Brian Flores, Dolphins head coach, um, let us not forget, hired Jim Caldwell to be an assistant head coach last year. And then shortly after that, he went on some medical leave and he never really coached a game as he um, he says that he went away. But he, he is 100 percent healthy. Right. And now, of course, in the meantime, the. The Dolphins went out and hired Chan Gailey as their offensive coordinator, and it was announced yesterday that uh, Jim Caldwell won't be returning to the team, and I'm still having a hard time understanding that in a league that is wanting experience, Dane, uh, for these young quarterbacks, you got a 65-year-old Jim Caldwell here who has, I don't know, uh, everywhere he has gone, he has absolutely been at the top of his game, he is a fantastic offensive mind, offensive coordinator. And why is his phone not ringing at all? Like he didn't even get an interview uh, over these last uh, this last month, and I I don't get it. I don't know if there's something we're missing, but here is a guy that can absolutely, if you're going to be you know getting yourself a, uh, a a young quarterback, or if you're a team that needs some stability in the coaching room. Like, aren't you calling Jim Caldwell? Like, what the hell's going on with him, man? I don't get it. You know this, Joe. I've been on the Caldwell train for a minute and citing things like how Detroit thought that Patricia would be the cherry on top after what Caldwell built, and it didn't hasn't yet exactly right. happened that way, right? So I, I do think he is a, a solid candidate, and I knew that there were the health issues previously, but if he's declared that he's ready to go, I think his phone should ring. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. You want to develop a quarterback, and there's a lot of teams that that need yeah. to do that. And you're not calling Jim Caldwell. It's just absolutely uh, beyond me. Uh, and one place that he might not have to go, and I love this, but, um, Dane, over the weekend we learned that uh, good old uh, Phillip Rivers uh, packed yeah. the bus with his 27 kids and moved down to, uh, down to the Florida area. Yeah. And now we are hearing that uh, he is, without a doubt, a possibility to head to the Tampa Bay Bucks with Bruce Arians, which is interesting because 
Bruce Arians, um, what does that do with, of course, Jameis Winston, who may be the only person who actually threw more interceptions than Phillip Rivers last year? But right. there is uh, a number of reports that are coming out that saying, listen, he's moved down here, uh, that, you know, he's already made it clear he'd love to go and uh, with Arians and, and would love to. Um, I, it's interesting. It's and me. location is why else move to Florida when you're a you're a Cal guy? I, I don't. We thought about get, it, you know. I was like, ah, could it be Miami? Could it be Tampa? Could it be Jacksonville? But now that it seems like Tampa has a mm-hmm. lot of buzz, honestly, I don't understand this one. Like, nah, if you, you're man. moving on from Jameis, right, mm-hmm. I would think the leading reason is because you want to be more careful with the ball, right? You like right. Jameis's skill set outside of the fact that you want to be more careful with the ball. Philip Rivers is like the only person <laughs> that is less careful with the ball than Jameis Winston. He is a 10, 15 year older version of Jameis Winston. I understand if you wanted to get a different type of quarterback, but it seems to me like Rivers is the same style gunslinger, um, unless you think he can manage the offense better and knows the scheme better. But I've been yes. saying, Joe, it's like different flavors of quarterback that'll be out there do you want the dual threat do you want the veteran do you want the gunslinger Mm -hmm. and it seems like replacing like for like and getting 15 years older is a little weird to me it's very weird man i'm with you but it's listen i if that it would make sense why pick up and all of a sudden move to florida uh and be in the tampa area okay i guess um Interesting. Remember we'll when see. the Chargers moved to LA, he didn't even want to move, right? He was like, "No, nah, I'll correct. commute from where I am." Remember? So to pick he up, he didn't want to move his kids. He right. Didn't... So he... to pick up all thirty-seven kids or whatever he's got, it's you, got. You just be. uprooted them all. You, right. you just uprooted them all. It's got it. Yep. And the uh, the Tom uh, the Tom Brady uh, so, uh, dra- uh, drama continues as he drops. I love these buzzwords. Open-minded. Uh, Tom uh, Brady says he is uh, open-minded about where he could play there. Uh, He says that, uh, yes, um, I'm open-minded about the process. And at the same time, I love playing football and want to continue to play and do a great job. I'm looking to what is ahead. Whatever the future may bring, I embrace it with open arms. So we know this for, right, we know this beyond a shadow of a doubt. He's not retiring. He's going to play football next year. So... What does that mean for the Patriots? And is this just posturing? And uh, would he go anyplace else if he didn't think they could take a a win? And who would want a 43-year-old quarterback who's kind of in the decline here? I I get if you want to sell seats, but at the same time, he doesn't want to sell seats. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Does he not? Like, isn't he would? I don't think the Raiders are a great match for him. I really don't. I I I hate hate the Chargers, too. I don't like the Charger idea either. Yeah, I think those teams are too far away. He has to get he has to be a team where like they are a quarterback away. He is the cherry on top. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that there are many teams in the market that need that. That's why, Joe, and you know, in the next week or so, it's probably perfect, right? I think what we first have to do is play the game of like stay or go. And then whatever quarterbacks go, whether that's Mm -hmm. Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, that's what creates the vacancies, right? Yep. 
And then we see what happens on the merry-go-round or what teams we think may opt for, you know, the Justin Herbert, the Tua, the Burrow solution. But that's how we got to play the marketplace, like in phases. And my question would be, what team that's moving on from their quarterback thinks that they are close to just get a veteran in there and be the difference they need? It was uh, asked, I know some people were saying, well, why don't the Patriots just franchise tag him? Like, if they want him one more year, they can just sign him for a year deal. They don't have to give him a long-term extension. But, um, of, of course, Tom Brady would be the one that has a no-franchise-tag clause in his current contract with New England. So that means, basically, it becomes void uh, the first week in March, and he is then a free agent. So it's it's one of two things. Either he's signing a new deal and a new extension with New England, guys, or... He's not signing with – he's already moved on to someplace else. I don't know that it'll drag out, though. I don't think we'll be in July trying to figure this yeah. out. Do you? I, I think we'll know. Could be very close right up until the deadline when he becomes a – whether or not this is happening. Yeah, I don't think it's going to drag out because it'll be an dominant storyline from this yes. moment until mm-hmm. whenever that time is, you know. And I don't think everyone involved, from Brady to Kraft and Belichick to potential suitors, are going to yep. want this dominating and hanging over their heads as you get into free agency, the draft, and what have you. So, no, no, no. Yep. This is not going to get strung out, in my opinion. I, it And it shouldn't, and I hope it doesn't because uh, there's some work to do. If he is going to stay... Uh, well, you've got, you know, there's an opportunity to uh, to work some things out there and uh, and get it done and everybody would celebrate. And how long does Brady really, how long does he want that cloud uh, hovering over him? Because as it is now, he's he doesn't have a moment rest of the paparazzi and everyone else. All he would do is hear about, what are you doing, Tom? Tom, where are you going? Tom, right. do you know Patrick Mahomes uh, sells more jerseys than you do now, uh, Tom? Nobody wants your jersey anymore, uh, Tom? You know, but. I forget about it. It's got to be a part of it. It's got to be eating him alive inside too right now to uh, to watch a Super Bowl from the sidelines in there. It, it's there's uh, I wouldn't yeah. put it past him. I, I really wouldn't put it past him. His former yes. backup is in the game. In and the was game. Drama because <laughs> he knows that. Oh, be- Belichick kind of wanted him, right? Was grooming Mm -hmm. him for the next phase. And what do you know? It turns out you can get to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. So, you know, Brady has sort of lost some some of of a negotiating position, shall we say, in this one as well. You know, Tom Brady was the Joe Montana fan as well, the California boy as well. Mm -hmm. So now to see Jimmy G in that spot could be interesting. I do think Brady will be throwing an NFL football next year, and it will have the correct PSI. And it was funny you mentioned uh, Montana, and Montana, he loving this Super Bowl, Dane. Yeah, Let's face it. Teams, yeah. This are two teams. Uh, he yeah. was asked, of course, who are you picking, man? Like, what sideline you going to be on here? And, of course, in typical Montana fashion, I can't lose. Yeah, maybe I'll just stand in the middle. Way to go, Montana. Way not, way not to rock the boat, man. Joe Montana. How many years did he spend with Kansas City? It's a good question. Not <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with another one of those block rocking beats. 
All right, guys, don't forget, Tory Pines is uh, is going to be the location for this week's Farmers Insurance Open as the PGA Tour continues to roll along. And why not become the next daily fantasy golf legend? You can do it. You can go for the green with DailyRoto.com. And for a limited time, get yourself free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS products, which include fantasy projections, Powered by Data Golf, you'll also get all the PGA betting tools you need, and of course, the DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. Do not lay up. Go for the green. Do it with Daily Roto. Head over to DailyRoto.com. Enter the promo code Green. Get access for a free seven-day golf membership. But that's DailyRoto.com. The promo code is Green. That'll start your free seven-day golf membership. And remember that DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. I, I got to ask you here, Dane. I, I'm laughing here because I just saw that the uh, the injury report came out. The, um, the Brooklyn Nets are just hot garbage, and it's such a shame because they lost again yesterday, 117-111, um, and Kyrie is hurt again, and yeah, what a are. shock. Right, Kyrie is hurt again now, so he's already missed because of the shoulder. He missed 26 games, right? So he comes back. And now they've lost four straight. They've lost 11 of their last 13. And now he has got uh, all of a sudden he's got some tightness, some hamstring, or he's got some issues. So, yeah, he um, he might be out a few more games uh, over the next uh, week or so here. No Kyrie Irving. And it's beyond me how how dysfunctional this organization has come by bringing in a dude in Kevin Durant who – Ain't even playing yet until next year. Kyrie misses. This feels a lot like what LeBron did last year with this Lakers team, that you had some pieces, you had some talent, you had some young. You could care less about it. You did everything you can to detach yourself from all of these players. And except for last week when you happen to mention all the things you don't have and, you know, how you're missing pieces. And now all of a sudden he's going to be hurt again. He's going to disappear. I, to me, this is going to be a colossal failure in Brooklyn, man. I really do think next year this is going to be an outright disaster. And it's a shame because they were only one or two guys away uh, this year from that last year's team of actually being right. a giant ass of people in the East. The reason I, I, I disagree with some parts of that, Joe, and here's the thing, because I think this is worse than what LeBron did with the Lakers mm-hmm. last year because of what you just said, because the Nets weren't up. They were an average. They were an okay team. They The arrow was pointing up. I think this is worse because of guys like Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, who were on the rise, you know, similar to what Kyrie did in Boston with guys like uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Okay, I think this is actually worse. However, as much as I believe that Kyrie Irving is kind of the the toxin here, I believe that KD could be the saving grace, Joe. I don't know. I think if this team with KD back, um, it may put Kyrie Irving right in his place. Mm -hmm. And I think Kevin Durant is the best basketball player in the world. And so I think it may look a lot different with Kevin Durant next year. At least that's the saving grace for Nets fans. I know, you know, it's something you can certainly hang your hat on if you're a Nets fan. But even what we do know or don't don't know is really what is because we've seen it time and time again. Right. Achilles injuries. Guys ain't returning to be the same dude. They're just not. So that means there's going to be an adjustment period. And Kevin Durant, 
you know, I agree with you. The best play, you know, basketball player on uh, on the planet, but he's going to be different, and there's going to be some uh, some adjustments here. And I think that's also why we're now hearing Steph Curry will be in a Golden State uniform here come next month, at the end of next month. So by March, he's planning on returning. Uh, to kind of get back in the swing of things. And Clay is apparently also battling to get They're back right around that same time. Yeah, it's because, listen, I don't blame them. They want to kind of, let's, all right, yeah. let's let's work ourselves back into it. Let's get back into a rhythm. And also, does, won't that energize the fan base and maybe send yeah. a warning out? You know, at the end of March and April, all of a sudden now, you got these guys back don't in a lineup. Golden, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So I uh, he is going to return, though. Clay will, I mean, um, Curry is definitely coming back March 1st. That's, I mean, that's good. You wonder, because right now they are the worst team in the NBA, Joe. Yes. <laughs> you know, so Quality do they ball. also remember the one year where David Robinson was out all year and mm-hmm. their present at the end of it all was Tim Duncan. That yes. certainly worked out well to extend the dynasty. You know, mm-hmm. imagine these guys with another, like a Cole Anthony as well, or something yep. like that. If they did get one of the top three picks, but as it related to Durant, you're right. The Achilles is obviously going to take its toll even upon return for him. I think what I mean even more, Joe, is the idea of his presence in the locker room with the team. And that makes Kyrie not the person with microphones in front of his face. That makes Kyrie not the quote-unquote alpha dog, okay? And I think Kyrie is better in that B role, right? Not even on the court, but off the court as well. And I think that Mm. is important. I think Kevin Durant will see the way the game is supposed to be played and not necessarily with Kyrie owning the ball all the time. He's going to be like, listen, these guys can make shots. We need them in the offense. And I I think KD knows that a lot better than Kyrie plays. That's part of the reason KD went to Golden State in the first place because he liked the game that was being played. So I think he could be a force to get back to that style of play as well. Yeah, you know, and it's, I don't, him in the locker room and Kai, it just seems so combustible. Like, because yeah. we know that's how true. sensitive that's Durant right. can be. Like, and now, yeah. you know, you had Kyrie I mean, didn't like playing this. second they fiddle to LeBron. This. He didn't like they being second this. fiddle to LeBron. Now he's going to be second fiddle to KD. Like, this just has nightmare written all, I don't. Uh. I hear you, but yeah. they are friends. They are friends outside, you know, and they decided right. to go for this. They wanted this. Right. So that would be the saving grace, Joe. You're right. It, it could be combustible. Who's the alpha? But they they consciously decided this. This was their plan the whole time. So you made your bed. Now laying it, guys. I'm with you, man, laying it. But uh, I would not be at all shocked if this team is a three Listen, alarm fire. Man. <laughs> it could be just total inferno, man. Come to Brooklyn Nets next year. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely crazy. But hey. Uh, good news for New Orleans, guys. Tomorrow we finally get to see Zion, and uh, I can't imagine he'll be so limited, I, I would think. Uh, they got to be real careful here, guys. I mean, while it's nice to be able to roll him out, um, they are going to have to be really careful not to get caught up. They're actually playing some really good basketball right now. They're actually starting to come together. Um, they can score some points. They're actually the young guys there, even – um, you know, the, the guy Le- ball is, uh, is starting to actually, you know, kind of put some stuff together. So now he's going to come back in. They got to get, they got to be real careful not to get sucked up into the drama yeah. of it all. You know what I mean? Because it's one thing if you're on the bench falling asleep, 
it's a whole nother thing, Dane, being on the court and now all the media at your locker room. Everything is it's uh, they got to manage this correctly because uh, and let's face it. Do you trust his health at this point? It looks a little bit looks a little plump to me, man. I mean, I'm just saying he doesn't. Yeah, let's see exactly. Yeah, uh, for a long time here. I fear is like not to force feed him too much, you know, let him get into the flow of games and stuff. Almost like I thought the Chargers were force feeding Melvin Gordon too much upon Mm -hmm. his return, you know, and similar to that, you can't just be like, oh, here's the shiny new toy. Like, let him get integrated into this team because you got to play the long game here with the Pelicans, right? Ingram, Ball, Zion. These guys are going to be together for a long time, hopefully. For uh, Pelicans yes. fans, so let him let him work his way in, and don't worry about crazy expectations in his first NBA game. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy there, but yes, manage this correctly. Whatever you do on Gentry, manage this uh, this next couple of weeks correctly, and get ready for a trade deadline. And this is going to be interesting too, Dan, because now all of a sudden we had mentioned a couple of names that keep floating out there. The one name that keeps coming up, man, and. Uh, it's hard to believe, but it, I guess it shouldn't be. But guys, Derek Rose is not going to be a Detroit uh, a Detroit Piston. Guys, first of all, the season, the Renaissance season he is having right now is absolutely crazy, and we all knew he could ball. I mean, this wasn't, you know, Derek Rose had yeah. he been healthy and not, you know, let him blow out both legs. Uh, this dude, we're talking sport. about one of the all time greatest scorers there is. This dude is just flat out balling. But really, no Blake Griffin. If I'm Detroit. You got nothing to play for. You're going to keep drumming. But now all of a sudden, Derrick Rose could walk into a situation. And who do you think is calling? LeBron. The Lakers want him. The Sixers want him. And I could definitely see the Sixers using him there. I just don't know if they trade him uh, to the Sixers. But this guy is actually, Derrick Rose at this point in his career is definitely a piece that could put a team over the top by, by far. Yeah, here's the thing though. I think Drummond's gonna go too. I think Drummond's a big name. Yeah, it could be a reset. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Milwaukee uh, has a good call. Yeah. Different places. Didn't don't you boys down in Miami want a point guard also? Yeah, that's it. You know, quietly that's being whispered as well. So could you imagine Derrick Rose and uh, and Jimmy? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I could see that. I could see that. Absolutely. Uh, Butler and Rose have history together with Chicago, I do believe. And mm-hmm. Derek Rose, man, what a, a meteor, a comet, you know, like that. Crazy. I think it was 09 and 10, which we have to acknowledge, though, it was 10 years ago, right? But he was an MVP. He had the Bulls on the brink of beating those great, um, those great LeBron teams. And yep. he was an MVP candidate every year until the injury um, got sapped. From a lot of his uh, potential, but yes, in this kind of role, and like mm-hmm. you said, his renaissance he will definitely be um, an interesting piece if someone wants him in the next month. Yeah, I mean, listen, the it, believe it or not, the Pistons are in the mix for a playoff spot in the East, guys. They're three games back of the of the eighth seeded Nets right now, which is hard to believe. But yeah, I think uh, Derrick Rose to Philadelphia. They want a point guard that can actually score and and. Put Simmons out on the wing where he could be. There's, yeah. he's an interesting piece. Plus, he's sixth man of the year right now. He's averaging, what, 18, 19 points a game? Hey, don't talk about my man Williams like that. Oh, oh sorry. In the East, don't talk about Williams.
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. So we had mentioned one game in the uh, NBA tonight uh, going to feature the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, finally, Porzingis back, a uh, fully healthy squad there, taking on a not-so-healthy, or at least a Paul George list, it looks like, uh, Clippers team. But Clip, you know, they've won five of their last six straight up. But And this is important to note, too, uh, Dane, for guys that are starting to dive into the NBA. Uh, the market was always maybe a little... Um, overvaluing uh, this team uh, in the beginning. And it's kind of gotten worse because they're, they've won five of their last six, but they're only two and five against the number uh, in their last seven, mostly because here we go. The inflated lines are really starting to get out of control right now with uh, teams like this, like the Lakers. Um, It's been uh, some of these, uh, some of these teams continue to be just, uh, over bet the books are bringing it out where it's crazy uh that they can't cover like they they can't because the numbers are just so ridiculous it's yeah they'll win the game but there's just it, it's almost more valuable to go against them and fade them not to lose the game outright but take the damn points because what's anticipated of the market of teams like the uh with the clippers and the lakers right now it's getting it's getting crazy but the paul george injury uh, he's been um, he's been a little MIA here. They've still managed to rattle off five of the last six wins. They find themselves uh, tonight in Dallas, tomorrow in Atlanta. Uh, so they'll have a back-to-back here, and we know how Kawhi loves playing back-to-backs. Yeah. Friday at Miami, and then Sunday at Orlando. So this is an interesting tour. We told you about the Lakers, who are really neck and neck with the with the Clippers right now. Uh, I don't think uh, home court is that in, is that important for we'll either one. That one. Yeah, but uh, it'll be interesting to watch how these two teams operate over the next week because they're going to be in the Sun Belt while the Lakers are going to be up in the Northeast. And there's some pretty – those are some tough matchups there, especially without Paul George. Which team do you trust more if one of the big stars goes down? Do you trust – a let's say Paul George is out. Do you trust Kawhi in that, or and let's say AD goes out for the Lakers? Like which LA team do you trust if they lose a man? Um, the Clippers, um, to be quite honest, because I think they play better team ball. We've also talked about Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell as six men of the year, and remember, Joe, the the the, the Clippers defense is something that I think remains even if you take one of these stars off. Um, and I just think that they are more of a team to me mm-hmm. and could sustain kind of you just you 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 just taking Paul George away. Um, LeBron has acted as like, you know, judge, jury and executioner and everything for his team before. But as we've seen, that's not what gets it done. I think the Clippers are a bitter, um, a more well-rounded team, even if they lost one of their big boys. Yeah, and it's uh, the number right around. It's almost a pick em here tonight. Dallas, a point-and-a-half favorite at home, taking on these uh, these Clippers. The total is at 228. 
and uh, no Paul George. It's a good, uh, like you said, litmus test right around this time because the doldrums of January in the NBA, you've got a couple of teams like Houston right now. They they can't. If it, they are so one-dimensional, Dane, it's amazing to me. Harden again throws up. Uh, makes absolutely nothing from three yesterday, and they can't even cover as a seven and a half point home favorite against. Don't look now, Chris Paul and the Oklahoma City Thunder that continue to cover spreads, uh, <laughs> and they continue to be one of the most profitable teams in the NBA, and nobody bets on them. It's amazing to me because they continue to blow smoke towards teams like Houston as a seven and a half, eight point favorite yesterday at home to a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder. They haven't been good at all. They're 10 and 10 at home, Houston. And that's what we're talking about. Market overreaction. You're giving them eight points. They're they're 500 at home against the number. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but we said we, we don't know about home court these days anymore. You yeah. know, I, I, we, we just don't know. Um, it's less than what it used to be. So I'll take just give me points. That's what I yeah. like these days. Just give I'm me with points. You. Unless they're in Miami, then we know what the home court means there because they won again yesterday. Okay. And now they're 19 and one at home, Dan. It's like, holy crap. Not even 19 and one in on a home court, the best home court uh, advantage, even more so than Milwaukee and, uh, and Philadelphia. If Miami is going to make a move that like Pat is going to do something to this and that's going to be a point guard. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be, man. It's got to be. And don't be surprised if Justice Winslow, uh, they continue to say that they are in the process of trying to, uh, shall we say, uh, include him in uh, in something. But also, you know who else comes back next uh, in a couple of weeks? Victor that- Oladipo. And all of a sudden, Indiana um, in the East also becomes a very interesting team because... Uh, four or five teams, Toronto now back healthy, dominating, right? Also undervalued in the market, guys. Miami yeah. goes 19-1, and one, and they barely uh, were a four-point favorite yesterday because Jimmy Butler sat out. Uh, it's just yeah, the market. There are some value plays that are out there in the NBA, Dane, that just stay away, like to your point, stay away from those big fa- – oh, well, it's, you know, it's the Lakers, it's the Clay- – it's huge. they're going to be – yeah, no, take the damn points, Dane, when you can. That's what I'm talking about. So, like, let's apply that today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not too many games on the slate, but this, like you said, the um, who the Sixers? Where are the Sixers at today? My screen. No, no, the only game Toronto. is the uh, the only game is in Dallas tomorrow. Though you're back to a completely full slate, right? Uh, in association, and when you look at it, yeah, look look at some of these games on the on the card, and look at some of these early lines, and you'll see. You know, if you're not backing the Oklahoma City Thunder guys right now, you're out of your mind. They're getting points everywhere they're going because everyone just assumes, ah, they're going to be, they're terrible. They're going to be a, uh, you know, they're going to be a a lottery team. Uh, Memphis, also another team. Plus eight and a half in Boston tomorrow. (laughs) Plus eight and a half in Boston tomorrow. Washington. And listen, the Wizards aren't good, but they score, right? They could score points at least. Again, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, Denver. Look at this. Mm-hmm. This one is weird. Denver on the road. And you talked about what Houston's doing right now. Denver is one of these teams. They're right there. Because you mentioned L.A. and L.A. Don't look yep. now, but Denver and Houston, uh, Denver and Utah have the yep. same record as the Clippers. They are the two seed right now. So you tell me, how is Denver on the road getting six and a half points at Houston tomorrow? 
Thank you very much. And by the way, the Jazz, 19 and two in their last 21, guys. You don't think these uh, this team is uh, has managed to put it together? We've been waiting for that to kick into another mm-hmm. gear. Nobody talks about Utah, though. Nobody even okay. mentions them uh, in Utah last night. Um, and you're right. I mean, look at some of these numbers, and you're going, like, Denver and Houston and uh, the Heat and the – like, some of these games, it's Toronto and the Sixers. Like, there are some opportunities daily, Dane, on the board in the NBA where the market just – it hasn't adjusted yet. And a lot of this is – we're just so caught up and enamored with the star power of some of these teams that we don't realize a lot of these middle of the road guys. Yeah, they're um, they're covering machines, man. They're printing money. Uh, and John ja Morant, I, who's the rookie of the year this year? You think? I, listen, I told you a long time ago. I yeah. thought the NBA was suited more to John ja Morant you than it is to Zion. It. You okay, screaming about this, and I, I want all. Give me all the shares. I wanted as the Knicks. Remember the Knicks? I know you. Three? I was hoping that somehow R.J. Barrett would be the Minnesota, uh, the uh, Grizzlies pick, and John Moran. I, ever since the first time I saw this kid, yep. okay, I was like, oh, that'll play. That plays yep. in the NBA in 2020. You know, yep. Zion, you know, locomotive force of nature. Don't get me wrong. But this is a different game. This is not Anthony Mason and Charles Oakley. And I know he's more dynamic than that. Call it even a Sean Kemp. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like, he was he was, he was, was explosive. But this game is space it out and shoot these days. Yep. That's what it is. And that's what John Moran has. Uh, it's uh, The kid has been phenomenal yeah. in, the, in Memphis there. And, uh, and kudos to him quietly. Uh, Zion is going to step on the court again tomorrow for the first time at home against the Spurs, Dane, and he will dominate the headlines in the NBA for the next couple of uh, days. And once again, you'll have guys like, you know, John Moran just going to work here every day, uh, banging it out, getting the job done, leading this uh, Memphis squad. And, uh, you know, the problem with being in a market like Memphis is you're in Memphis, but make no mistake, if you haven't had a chance to watch this kid play, if you haven't had a chance to bet with this kid, yeah, he is uh, He is a game changer, Dane, on, on a big level. And I almost feel bad for Barrett. I really do. I just. Uh, yeah. N- now they're going to trade for Drummond, apparently. Like, what the. Uh, I think you just have to. Unfortunately, if you're a Knicks fan, you just have to grin and bear it. You know, and like the only problem is that's what you were told to do for the last decade. You know, it was always on the horizon, right? Oh, they're going to sign this guy. Oh, it's going to be this. Joe, on the back page of the paper, remember when they made that Porzingis trade? On the back page of the paper, uh, it was Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Zion Williamson in Knicks jerseys. And we were like, oh, wouldn't that be amazing? And I remember on that day being like, yeah, it's going to wind up being instead this, this, and this. (laughs) You know, 10 years ago, they wanted LeBron James. They wanted to put Amari Stoudemire. Now, I'm I'm not throwing shade at Stoudemire, but it's just like we've always been told as Knicks fans that, you Mm -hmm. know, the the pot of the gold at the end of the rainbow is just one offseason away, just one deal away, just one draft pick away. And unfortunately... I think that's what they still got to do. Drummond is not the answer to the question. No, God, why would you want to? And and like you said, Drummond is probably leaving Detroit. Uh, You know, Detroit is going to, you know, they're not going to pay him. They're going to Blake Griffin's already gone. They're probably going to get rid of Rose. And, you know, Drummond is a guy like like Drummond. Big time. And inside presence. They need an inside presence. Big time. And that makes... What makes the East so interesting here, guys, is that every even all of these teams at the top, right, start at Milwaukee. There's still 
some glaring holes with that team. Is there not? There, there's still some problems yeah, with that team. Certainly a go-to shooter outside of him. You know what I mean? His game of not being able to be unless he can dominate you. Um, Philadelphia, long, athletic, congratulations. They don't have any shooters. Like, they got nobody to run point there and be able to be a guy that can pull up. They don't have – they miss J.J. Redick more than uh, than anybody. You know, Toronto, to me, is a wild card because Toronto, outside of missing Kawhi, everything else that won a championship last year is there, and it really starts with stifling defense, right? I mean, that's – Yes, but you say everything except Kawhi. Kawhi was a pretty big piece. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's, yeah, I mean, but they're hoping Siakam grows into that, that go-to guy at the end of the game went online, right? So, you know, Miami, Miami is a lot closer than people think. The only problem with Miami is maybe they lack a little size. So. You want to bring Hassan Whiteside back? Oh, I know they would rather. Yeah, no, they'll they'll change the door. They'll move. They won't tell them what address they're at. They don't want anything to do with him. Right. But a guy like like to your point, there are and Indiana is got a but good luck battling under the boards with Indiana here, guys. They are just they're going like to run you over. Getting added to oh, it. It's like he's an acquisition for them in the trade deadline. You know what crazy. I mean? Yep. People forget crazy. how good Victor Oladipo can yep. be. He was he was on the ascent. Um, yep. As a talent, I loved him from the Mass Singer. He was an MVP show. guy. But as talent, yeah, yeah, he, he was, was an MVP dude. He was yeah, in the conversation. I think, listen, I think there's six teams. You know, everyone from Indiana up in the Eastern Conference is a yep. would would be a very interesting matchup. At least now, pre trade deadline, we'll see yep. how they maneuver in the next month. Yeah, I love um, and and I'm worried about some of these blue bloods like Houston. I don't. And not because it's hard in Westbrook. They don't have any depth, and they're going to get run out, I think, in the West. I don't trust them at uh, at all to be able to get the job done there. Uh, but y- you're right. There's six teams in the East that I think, you know, with Philadelphia, Toronto, Miami, Indiana, Boston, even they've got some limitations. They need to get a little bit bigger, man. Maybe Drummond to, uh, to Boston, that kind of situation. Because you know Danny Angel pulled the trigger. Only problem is I think it'll cost uh, Jalen Brown. There are the next uh, this trade deadline, one of the biggest we've seen in a while here, guys, because that piece, it's out there for these teams. Yep. It ain't just the Lakers or the Clippers, guys. The Warriors. Nope. Uh, Exactly. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Living on sponge cake, damn it. Welcome in here as uh, we look to the college basketball card tonight. Uh, some great matchups here. 25 games uh, in total, but some uh, some big names here. Big conference play here tonight. Kentucky uh, at home taking on Georgia. Look to be at about a 11, 11 and a half point favorite. Uh, look at Butler Villanova tonight. Another mm. uh, big matchup here in the Big East uh, uh, with Villanova. Butler. 
came into this game this week uh, ranked 13th in the uh, in the AP poll, 15 and three. Dane, everyone's been talking about uh, Butler and the way they play defense, uh, but let us not sleep. Everyone seems to forget about. Uh, you know, Jay and company there over in Villanova who managed to, uh, what are they, 14-3 and three now? So uh, both of these teams have been really, really good this year, and both of them um, can score points uh, at will. So this is going to be interesting to see. Butler and Villanova, and do not, and I repeat, do not bet, and I'm stuck in this game, Dane, because Maryland's playing on the road, on the road, at Northwestern, and we all know, I love Maryland, but every one of their wins this year has been in home, home or some sort of neutral conference game. They can't win on, they have not won a game on the road, and now they're laying seven, seven and a half points. But the good news is Northwestern, the, they, uh, they're they one and six against the spread in their last seven at home. So if Maryland was to get the win and finally get it, because they're not going to go. tonight. It's going to be tonight. That's all I'm saying is it's going to be uh, tonight. And the same thing with Purdue at home, taking on Illinois. Illinois, they're 0-9 in their last uh, nine appearances in Purdue. Purdue, it's a short number. It's 5-5.5. Five, five this is the home court. Keep going home court, Big Ten, Dane. You cannot, and I mean cannot go wrong and not make money by backing the home teams in the Big Ten because nobody, including Ohio State, Penn State, go down to Michigan. They can't win on the road, Dane. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that is interesting. And as we start to get towards March, we'll start Mm. to see it. I mean, I like Michigan State to be able to win anywhere in that conference. But this is a wide-open year. We'll start to look at San Diego State, Dayton, Baylor, these kind of – yeah, and uh, Duke should be an 18-point favorite over the University of Miami. I'm just saying, shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it. Morning after is next. Dan gets a rest.